Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com business to learn more. Studio. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hey, boys and girls, how we doing? Happy Thursday afternoon to you. It's Tutel and Nuanez, one hundred nine ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, across the great state as well. Outstanding to be with all of you. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, check it out on the podcast. The podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. You can rate, review, subscribe. And, uh, and check it out on your time at your leisure. We appreciate that. The podcast brought to us by Blackfoot and by Alpine Touch. If you'd like to call, you can do that. 361-3688, the phone number. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. And, yes, indeed, we got ourselves a stream. You can listen all the time, no matter where you are, no matter when you are. You can get into 1029 ESPN Radio here in Missoula. 1029ESPN.com is where you go to do it. The stream is brought to us by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. It is time now. We're very happy to talk a little bit of Last Dance with our good friend Sean Rainey from ABC Fox SWX Television. Should we go to the Rage Brothers RV phone line? We welcome in Sean Rainey to the show. Sean, how are you, my man? Great to have you on. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, sorry about the mix-up. I was going to come in to see your beautiful faces, and uh, I thought you meant uh, a different day. You know, oh, my th- this is the uh, this is the overlay of of our non parallel lives, right? I'm the guy who stays up all night because I don't have children like you guys, 
And uh, so I texted well, Sean at like 10.45 last night. I said, what are you doing tomorrow? And he answered me bright and early. said, oh, nothing. I'll come in. Great. And then I think but his say, tomorrow and your tomorrow were two different tomorrows. Ind- indeed. Uh, well, I got, well I, got, I, got, I got great yeah. news for you, Sean. Seeing our faces was did not high on the list of things to do, okay? So this, is, <laughs> this is a much better scenario for you. Um, man, I know that you've been watching The Last Dance. I know that you have uh, been chomping at the bit to get your shot at this thing. And we talked a little bit about it earlier on in the week, uh, about not just episode 9 and 10, but about the the uh, uh, series as a whole. I know Coulter has a couple of things I do as well that we kind of took from it, uh, taking it kind of overall. But what were the things that stood out to you in general? Well, initially, I mean, obviously I was like completely entertained throughout I was only, I mean, I remember I had a Bulls poster when I was younger, but, you know, I was nine years old in 1998. And so I don't really remember watching them, you know, live that much because I was just too young. So it was, it was really cool to, to relive everything, and it was super, super entertaining. And especially with no sports going on, it was like, you know, I mean, it was scheduled watching, which is not anything that, uh, going on right now that I have that I, I do that for. So right. that was that was awesome to have every single Sunday night. Um, it was just, I mean, it was it was just fascinating to watch. I like, I, my favorite part about the whole thing was how they dove into the other players on the team. Um, you know, the, the Dennis Rodman section and to me, the Steve Kerr one, I didn't even know that Steve Kerr's dad was, was murdered. Um, yeah. And so like, Diving in, and I thought it was really well done how they, I mean, a lot of people complained and didn't like how much they skipped around um, time-wise, but I thought that that was really cool because that's a very challenging thing to do uh, from a filmmaker's perspective. But the, the one thing that I just didn't really enjoy that much was when you tell me that there's a, a behind-the-scenes film crew for an entire year covering this team, I just feel like we didn't see as much behind the scenes stuff that I would have looked forward to. And I think a lot of that was left out on purpose. And that's where I kind of have an issue with it kind of being a documentary. I don't, I feel like there was a lot of, uh, Michael Jordan had a lot to say in what aired and how it looked in my opinion. I totally agree. Uh, but I still thought I was thinking about this the other day. Ryan always makes fun of me because I'm not really one that's into comedies. I do like, there's some comedic movies that I think are great, classics, but most of the time, eh, I don't have time for it. Do I make fun of you for not liking comedies? You make fun of me for pretty much everything. That's true. That is a fact. Yes. Yeah. But I was, I was sitting there thinking, (laughs) I was sitting there thinking though, because I love to laugh and I love making people laugh. And I, I, and I always think to myself though, real life is what really I think is so funny. Personalities, the personalities of people. Like, I think Bobby Houck and Jeff Choder are both so funny. They're not ever really trying to be funny. They're just funny because it's just funny to watch them because they're so intense and unwavering mm-hmm. in just the way that they are. But I was sitting there thinking that I actually think that this is the greatest comedy I've ever seen. Watching Michael Jordan just dissect and just destroy everyone. 30 years later, all the vendettas, all the everything out of, out of the air. That's what I think is funny. I thought it was one of the greatest comedic pieces I've ever seen. I laughed the whole time. Every time he talked, I thought it was hilarious. Well, Hands down, the best part, it was when they would give him the tablet and he would just watch it in real time. Like, that was that was phenomenal. And I think we're going to see a lot of other filmmakers kind of do that do that as well. Because seeing their, his seeing Jordan's reaction in real time like that was the, my, those scenes were my favorite throughout the whole thing. 
Yeah, I I do tend to agree with you, especially at the end. And I'm not so sure that them moving up the date on this thing didn't didn't deprive us of some more of the behind the scenes stuff. Like I I felt like episodes nine and ten were so much more about the games, which we have all already seen, and to revisit those mm-hmm. what was going on in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then of course the finals against the Jazz was interesting. And you, there's stuff that you forget about, you know, whether it was Scottie Pippen being injured or Dennis Robin deciding that he was going to take a Vegas vacation with Hulk Hogan in the middle of the whole thing. Like all of that stuff is is you go oh okay oh wow but i i do agree with you like there's a bunch of stuff on the cutting room floor that i think would have been far more influential into people's view of michael jordan and perhaps others that they said nope we're gonna put this one out there and specifically michael jordan said nope you aren't gonna put this one out there i also understand or it's being reported right that scotty pippen is less than thrilled with his portrayal within the, the the scope of this whole thing uh it's hard to know what isn't there in terms of, well, what what did you want to go that didn't go? Uh, I thought, I don't know, I, I thought Scottie Pippen came out pretty pretty in the middle on this thing. Obviously, the not going into the game was, was a big deal. But I didn't think outside of that particularly that there was a whole lot of people going, you know, he wasn't the guy or whatever. I think, you know, he was injured in that game six, and that's what it was. I don't know what the what why he would be upset by that. I, I thought it made him look good. And this is coming from someone that, like I said earlier, like I don't remember how good he was per se because I don't remember watching it live. But to to watch in the beginning like how good he was and then what he got paid and then how good he was the year that Jordan went to play baseball and he was like, you know, MVP candidate. And for him to not <laughs> for him to not get paid and last that long with being like a team player and being the Robin to uh, Michael Jordan, like that says a lot to me um, because you wouldn't, there's no way in hell you would see that to, in today's game. Like guys would be leaving after half a season. Like there's no way that team, people would have that loyalty in today's game. So I, th- I'm, I mean, yeah, the, it looked bad with him sitting out, but they had their moment after and they moved forward and that was it, you know? And I could understand how he's second fiddle to Jordan forever. And then Jordan's finally gone and it's his, and it's his turn and he gets denied. And so I could understand how like that would hit you really hard in the moment and you, and you make a mistake, but I thought it made Pippen look pretty good. You're one of my favorite guys to talk X's and O's of basketball with, or, or just, you know, concepts and things like that. So I got to ask you this: There's this overwhelming perception, which I think is hammered home by Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal on inside the NBA three nights a week during the regular season, that guys now don't play defense like they used to. That the defense is way more physical. And watching it, it's certainly more physical. But I also watch it, and I just I don't see nearly the defensive acumen, the rotations, things like that. It just seems like it's so archaic. What were your impressions of watching those old games and just some of the flow of the game and just the defensive concepts? Well, I think I think there's a few things in play to what that, that hammer in this point. One, the game was just so much slower. So, I mean, the, the Bulls are able to use Scottie Pippen as a decoy when he can't even move up and down the floor. Like, imagine that happening in today's game. Like, that wouldn't have been able to happen because they are running up and down. And Scotty's just walking up the court because they're – it was it was very – the game was so much slower and it was more of a half-court 
game back then, so you're able to to hide him in that in that stance. So when you're playing slower, there's obviously going to be a ton less possessions, so you can put more effort and energy to the defensive side of basketball. Also, I think players are more skilled today. I mean, obviously, I thought that was kind of funny. You saw the shot of uh, in warm-ups, all the guys trying that like long three-pointer, and they all like airballed it, and then Michael made it. Well, that was like those are shots that dudes are shooting in every single game in the NBA now. Right. <laughs> you know, like those are that's like a layup for Steph Curry, and that was like such a foreign shot. So, like, I think offensive players are so much more skilled now, and so I think over time guys have just put in less effort defensively on throughout every single possession of a game, especially in the regular season. Once we get into the playoffs, the intensity, you know, ratchets it up. And then especially like second half, it really changes. But I think that the combination of the game is faster. Offensive players are more, more skilled. So it, it, it doesn't encourage guys to try as much defensively because it's kind of like, I'm not going to put in all this effort if they're just going to score anyways, I'm going to save my energy so I can get mine on offense. So the game has kind of changed that way. But I don't, yeah, and like like the, the rotations and stuff, like like you said, I, I mean, I've read a couple things from coaches saying that like NBA defenses right now are like just insanely complex, so much more than they've they've ever been. But it's just a different, it's just a different game. But it is interesting that the most physical, we talk about how physical it was, yet like, Nobody lifted weights. <laughs> like, like I listened to an interview with Carmel Oates, and like he was the one that kind of like, well, no one's going to lift weights, so I'm going to start lifting a ton of weights so that can set me, you know, uh, apart from everybody else. You think Carl lifted and some weights? I don't know. I'm <laughs> he not lifted even sure he a couple did. Times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said he never did until he got to the NBA. It's crazy. Um, it's Two Tell Nuanas, one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana Television joining us. Want to play a little uh, sound bite here? This is from uh, Montana State. Uh, linebackers coach Bobby Daly was on a Zoom call earlier uh, this week. And Coulter, you asked a good question through the lens of the last dance uh, and Michael Jordan. And then uh, Bobby Daly, an All-American player at Montana State, now a coach on the staff. And how hard is it to translate having been a great player into being a coach and Michael Jordan obviously not being a coach and now uh, and, and, and Bobby Daly being one. So how do you do that? Here's what he had to say. Yeah, the biggest takeaway I, I see from that is there's a reason why Michael Jordan never became a, a basketball coach because although he was smart and very good, he did not necessarily have the, the personal skills to get along or get a group to get along with each other. You know, that, that was my take from it. So naturally, um, coach was probably not the best step for him. So as an excellent leader, he went the next step and became a GM, became an owner, you know, whereas – you know, one of the strengths that I felt like I had as a player, and I know Kane did as well, is just being able to relate to your teammates. You know, we never alienated each other because maybe we were in the limelight at the time. You know, uh, we all always had very good friends on the team, and we pulled guys along. Um, you know, I've heard the comparison where, what is it, uh, Michael Jordan will pull you along where uh, – LeBron will kind of push you along or something. I don't even know if I said that right. But uh, I, I felt like I'm more of a pusher. You know, I'm not the guy where it's my way or the highway. It's, uh, hey, this is the direction that we need to be going, and this is what we need to be doing. But we can still have fun while we're doing it, you know. 
Coulter during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced. It's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right. Golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top of mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a thousand of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. So there you go, uh, uh, Bobby Daly. And, it, you know, Michael Jordan not going into coaching, I had always thought of, first of all, I hadn't thought much about it at all. And if, you know, if you're going to ask me, okay, well, why? It was more about, him not wanting to be in the spotlight anymore. I mean, you saw that episode where it really, I thought, highlighted, I think it was episode five, just the the hornet's nest that was humanity around Michael Jordan for half a decade or more when he was perhaps the most famous person on earth. And and if you're a head coach now, that that doesn't really curtail all that much, not to mention it comes with a ton of pressure, which, by the way, I think so does being an owner slash president of a team, which hasn't gone great for Michael Jordan, obviously, mm-hmm. since he's you know been in that role post-playing career. But at least he can pick and choose the times in which he is in front of a microphone, in front of a camera, and so on, and he doesn't have to deal with that. That said... To have been an outstanding player, to have been the greatest player of all time, now stepping into the role of being a coach, particularly with a personality like that, it makes sense where you say, yeah, probably the best option for you is not to go ahead and do this, right? No doubt. I think, yeah, I think the other thing, too, and it's something when you talk to a lot of the coaches, I remember talking to, you know, Wayne Tinkle, Tav Secure, Trisha Binford about this. Like, when you're a player during the game, like, you can – you can physically yourself change and do things to change the outcome. When you're the coach, they all say like coaching in a big game and playing a game, coaching is is so much more stressful and harder for them to do because they can't control it as much. And I don't think with how competitive MJ is, I don't think he would have been able to handle being a coach because he wouldn't be able to get on the court himself to change when things are going bad. You know what I mean? Question for both of you guys, and I have my own theories, but I'll, I'll ask you first. Right now at Montana and Montana State, on the football staffs, we see a lot of former great players that are great coaches. Chad Germer, offensive line coach, he was a great player, All-American at Montana. Justin Green was drafted in the NFL, the running backs coach for the Grizz. Shan Schillinger drafted in the NFL, a safeties coach for the Grizz. Montana State, Bobby Daly, a former All-American. Uh, Kane Ione, arguably one of, if not the greatest, Bobcat defensive player of all time. Tenarius McGee, who has since moved on to the Houston Texans, but was arguably the greatest Bobcat quarterback of all time. Yeah, they're all excellent players. Then you see Coach Binford. I mean, she was not a she's not not a Montana State alum, but she was an All Big Sky player at Boise State. With Grizz basketball, we've seen 
the last three coaches have been were outstanding players. I mean, Larry Kristovac, the greatest player in program history. Wayne Tickle, an all-big sky guy. Travis DeCure, an all-big sky guy. They were all great head coaches as well. seems like there's more of a chance for people at the Montana schools to be great head, great coaches, head coach or otherwise, when they were great players. Start with Sean. Why do you think that is? It's a good question. Well, I think, you know, when, when you're talking about if you compare it to what we were just talking about at MJ, I think the call it, well, football is such a team sport. So I think it's the mentality is kind of all in it together and there's not as much of individualization. And so I think that those kind of players are able to transition into head coaching better, but that's kind of like the same in college basketball too. It's more, more of a team game and not, like in the NBA, obviously, like in the fame that like a Jordan had, or like a lot of NBA players have, like it's. I think it's just that it's just a completely different atmosphere and dynamic than going from that to coaching, as opposed to being like in a college football or basketball team getting into coaching. If that if that's what you're getting at, yeah. what do you think, I, Ryan? To me, I think that the the big separation point is the difference between professional and college. I think. Right. Especially when, when you talk about uh, 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 players who were great coming back to the place they were great, that matters directly in things like recruiting, in things like donations. In, you know, when you talk about going out to the fan base, to the boosters and so forth, and being a recognizable face, name, person to, to that group of people. So it has direct import oftentimes into you know to helping you along in that respect and especially when you talk about basketball i mean danny sprinkle and 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 travis DeCure right now the the at a place like montana where if you're outside of the state of montana what's happening in montana from a sports standpoint is is either zero or very close to zero in terms of your psyche or what, what's going on. The same sure. way we think about, okay, well, what's going on in Nebraska sports? Okay, maybe you think about the University of, but you understand what I'm saying. But it, for guys who have been here, players, coaches, you go, okay, like I get it. I get what's going on. I get what it means to be in Washington Grizzly Stadium on a Saturday and Bobcat Stadium and so on. And so I think that stuff plays to into the favor of guys who have been down that path, on that court, on that field, whatever it might be. It's certainly not a, a, a guarantee. And in some cases, it doesn't work. I mean, Scott Frost, speaking of Nebraska, I mean, Scott Frost is in his third year. Were they four and eight and then five and seven? Yep. And I realize it's a bit of a rebuild, but this is a, this is, this is a, the, the lowest of low watermarks right now for, with the guy who was supposed to be the quote savior or whatever. And it is going badly right now. And if it doesn't go great this year, I mean, who who knows? So I mean, it's uh, you know, it is it, it's certainly not a guarantee, but that's that's broadly kind of what my perspective on. I also think that uh, in the state of Montana, you have more. It's more prevalent. You have a guy like Bobby Daly, who even though he was a legacy guy, his dad played for the Cats, came to Montana State on a minimal scholarship, maybe even as a walk on. Right. But then he he like so many guys before him and so many guys after him transformed himself into an All American player because. He grinded. He worked so hard. I mean, Shannon Schilliger was a he was a scholarship guy coming out of Baker, Montana. I mean, you want to read a ridiculous high school resume? Go read Shan's resume from Baker. Yeah. But he still had that chip because he's from a Class B school. I mean, he's he's not a big guy. He's just a small guy. So he had that work to get to that point thing too. So I think a lot of times, like Bobby Daly is a great example. Uh, he can tra- He can 
tell his story to his players and say, here's what I went through. Here's how I did it. Here's how you can do it. He has the blueprint for being a walk-on turned into All-American. Yeah. I think that resonates because I don't think that happens with a lot of other guys either. I think that's one part where Krasoviak and Tinkle, they were, they were so different because they were great, great players, but they also have physical gifts that almost no one has. I mean, no one is like Larry Krasoviak, six foot right. ten, right. with that kind of motor. But they were both able... Tinkles in the second part of his tenure at Montana, but Kristoviak the whole time, even though he's only here for a couple of years, where they were able to kind of swallow that aspect and transform into a coach rather than here's what I expect you to be like me. Because I think Kristoviak learned early on that not a lot of people are like him, mm. so you can't try to expect people to be like that. Right, right. I think that's one thing that Shannon Swain had such a big flaw in. She was so great as a player, and I don't, I don't know if she ever could relate to just your average everyday big sky player. I just think right. that she just, it came so easily to her. She was so transcendently talented. I don't know if she could ever really relate to someone that's just kind of like a project who's who has to develop into becoming a good player. It's Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Uh, the last thing that I'll say on this topic is, is it also is worth noting, the guys who return in basketball are head coaches. Right. The guys that are head coaches in football right now are not former players at yeah. these schools. Right. And so, um, you know, whether how much how much that matters. But of course, the positional coaches are they are in football the sort of nitty they're they're the ones who are teaching the game to the guys that are on the team, broadly speaking, where the the marching orders, so to speak, come from the head coach, but the the nuts and bolts, the ins and outs of how you're doing it usually, generally, are coming from those positional coaches, which isn't necessarily the same thing in basketball as well. Sean, we'll give you the final thought on this thing. One last thing on uh, the last dance, on the coaching in general. What do you got here in terms of uh, uh, sort of a, you, a subsummate comment? Do you guys believe in the in the pizza story? No. That the pizza was poisoned? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I believe it. I don't think so. I don't believe it. I don't either. This is the first it thing that you've been incredulous about, Coulter, that I have bought in all the way where buying it means you're a conspiracy theorist. You're the one who's always into the conspiracy theory stuff, and I go, but <laughs> just get over it. But now this time I'm the one who's out there going, no, 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 no. That ain't what it was. Somebody else has got to find me the truth on this thing. I don't buy it. <laughs> there's, just, there's just too many things. That, like, okay, but they're going to have to commit a felony first off by poisoning the pizza. Second... If you're going to poison the pizza, why would five people go to be there to get themselves in trouble by showing their faces there? Also, it's not like Michael Jordan called and put the name Michael Jordan for the pizza. So how would they know? Like, there's just too many things that don't add up to me. Yeah, I'm with you on this. I, I find I find that to be a hole in this whole thing. How was he? How did he get sick? Uh, Sean, we appreciate your time as always, my friend. We look forward to seeing your pretty face and our faces together at some yeah. point in, one, in the future. One last note. Yes. Coulter said he loved watching people laugh. And, I mean, all you have to do is go golfing with him and just watch his golf swing oh, over and over again. And then you're good to oh, go. Oh, man. I'm changing the rules on you, buddy. You're putting with your putter from now on. <laughs> it's to tell new honest 102.9 ESPN Radio. Sean, appreciate you, man. Thanks for being here. We'll take a break. Live sports are happening tonight in the state of Montana. Is this the only live sports that are happening in the entire country? I think it might be. Next. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. 
from networks and security to communications and 24-7 support. We evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you on a Thursday afternoon. Thanks for letting us hang out. We appreciate that on your computers, headphones, headsets. I like the over-the-ear headphones myself. Uh, that's where I am. Not, not so much the earbuds guy. Some of the earbuds are all right, but... It's all right. Oh, let me turn... It's all right. You're an earbud guy? Not really. You're over-the-ear? You're neither. I'm neither. It's on the speakers. Okay. Why don't you take them things off then? Because I love hearing my dulcet toes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Actually, no more. I love hearing yours. At Gus Tutel, at 1029 ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT. It is time for a prep extra segment. It is brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, the lobbies are open. You can go in, do your banking in person. Uh, they have put together uh, some health uh, uh, in health, helpful and uh, uh, COVID preventative measures. How's that? In their uh, lobbies across the state, keeping both their patrons and their employees safe. You can, of course, still go to farmersebank.com, do all your banking online, or download the MyCard app from Farmers State Bank as well. So, any way you want to do it, you can do it with the Farmers State Bank. Coulter, um, I have tried to put this out there on Twitter. Uh, no, I have not tried. I have, in fact, put this out there on Twitter. Okay. It, 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 I don't know this for a fact, so I haven't done the exhaustive, uh, uh, you know, research that you would have to do to say this with certainty. But to my knowledge, the state of Montana is the only state that has today a high school or higher formal sporting event league game that is a regular season type of thing that is happening in the United States of America. And to me, that is a significant happening, happenstance, and I feel like it's been a little bit undersold in terms of what was Legion Baseball, now State of Montana Baseball for the year because the Legion nomenclature is being let go because Legion Baseball itself said that we're not having Legion Baseball this year. But Montana said, well, we're still going to go through with it because we you know, can and uh, and are able to feel you know good about this thing. We talked about a couple of the reasons that are that are still getting ironed out in terms of whether Lethbridge will be able to play if and when Missoula will allow home games for the Mavs to be played here. Nonetheless, there are games that are going to be played tonight in the state of Montana that are high school level competition games, and I don't think that there is another single sporting event that is organized that is. A, a form of a league of a competition at the high school level or higher that exists in America today. I, I thought I saw on Twitter that they might be playing baseball in Iowa. See, I the, I saw that there's a couple of baseball 
uh, teams and maybe leagues that are that are that are being played out of state, but I don't know that they start yet. I think they were like a June first type of beginning to those things, and I could certainly be wrong. I don't know what's going on in Alaska. I don't know what their baseball situation looks like. It, you know what? What if it's high school? If it's through, I don't know what it is. I don't know how you do it in Alaska, but it seems like that could be a place where they could certainly be having uh, games going on. What do they have? The midnight basketball tournament, isn't it, on the summer solstice where they got twenty or midnight baseball? I think it mm-hmm. is that baseball tournament up there on the twenty-first uh, is normally when that thing goes on. Who knows? You know if that'll happen. But this is, I mean, this is somewhat exciting to me to to see how this goes, and there's a certain level of focus it seems to me that should be brought on more broadly than 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 the state of montana on what's going on here by the way what i tried to get going on the twitter there was the you know the sports center stuff get at not the fake svp get at sports center and uh and see if uh, we could get this thing trending let people know hey this is like a real thing that's going on sending out highlights swx cameras on the thing according to chris hassel who is uh host of cbs sports hq he is formerly from Iowa, and he said, interesting news out of the only state with high school summer sports, Iowa will be the first state to return to high school playing field with June 1st with baseball and softball. That was then quote tweeted by Jordan Hansen of the Missoulian, who is actually from Iowa as well, and he said, not exactly true. There's a couple states in the West where high school rodeo has been going on, and American Legion comes back tomorrow, making them the first to return to the Diamond. So you are correct. Yeah. First baseball game. In the country. I mean, that's crazy. Isn't, isn't that, I mean, that is, it is crazy. It, it is crazy. It, it's, it is also crazy, and I think it's infuriating people around here that the only city in the state that has not opened up for baseball is Missoula. Missoula has, the Mavs have their big Memorial Day tournament this weekend. It's been moved. It will be played in Bozeman. Yep. And uh, I know there's a lot of people around here that are fired up about it. I know the people on the Missoula Mavs board are quite unhappy. Well, with obviously, it. the people who are associated with the team are going to be upset about that. I have no, I, on one hand, Missoula being the only city that has a team that was formerly a Legion team, okay, that has a baseball team that hasn't yet allowed home games to be played. I, of course, you'd see the asymmetry there, and you go, okay, well, why? But the why to me hasn't been answered, and maybe that's part of the the problem but it's not a problem to me i am going to defer to the people who are making those decisions i would like to hear like okay well these are the reasons why we're not ready for this yet okay that's fine and and if they're valid then that's great and if they're not valid then then a further discussion to be had on 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 where that's coming from so i understand the frustration there certainly as things continue to open up phase 2 statewide being implemented on june 1st you go okay well what's what is the issue with this but until but but i guess i i have to i'm not going to sit here and say well this is stupid this should be done without knowing for myself firsthand that that there's not good reason which i don't know that there isn't good reason for there still to be a no-go from from i guess the county health department it just seems inconsistent in the regulation of it all because there's people that it just seems as if they're coming they're they're not letting the mavs play because the mavs are an organization with a schedule Whereas like people are playing softball down by my house at McCormick Park. Okay, but that's that is utterly different. I mean that they're, Cause, they're, because there's no spectators. There's no regulation. They they can't them. Let's start here. I mean the regulations are still saying six six feet of social distancing. Sure. Right? Well, if you are having a baseball a softball game down at the thing with with you and your friends 
it's certainly possible to do it while maintaining that regulation. It seems unlikely that it's in fact happening, though, right? right. When you're sit- if you're all sitting in the dugout or whatever it might be. I don't know that that has been, quote, okayed by this, the county to go, yeah, go ahead and play your pickup softball games. I would highly doubt, in fact, that it has been. But you're not going to prevent 40 people on a text chain from showing up with their coolers and going and playing softball on an evening in the park, right? I mean, like that, again, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's rules that are more certainly than suggestions, but it's also not something that you can really regulate uh, as opposed to this stuff that you certainly can or at least have more influence in saying, no, we're not going to allow the formalization of this as of yet. But, I mean, certainly I want to hear why, because if everybody else has, then what what makes Missoula the exception? And it also just comes down to, I mean, again, we don't want to politicize this too much, but at the end of the day, if you're following the rules of the governor, which the governor lives in Helena... I actually wonder if he will actually go to the game between the Helena Centers and the Missoula Mavericks tonight. I mean, it's the first public gathering in a long time. It wouldn't be that surprising if he went, right? I mean, he has kids in high school, and he's a sports – Steve Bullock is a sports guy. Sure. So I, I, you just wonder, but I guess it just comes down to the consistency. The people that run the health department are not elected officials. So how are they overruling – the directives of an elected official. That's where I have an issue with. Well, but again, I mean, they're not overruling it. That he he's saying that this is allowed, but any city and county, I mean, they're supposed to make further consideration. He's saying sure. this is allowed at a state level. So if you are able and feel good about it, then you can do that. Right. If that was coming from the city council or the mayor, okay. It's co- it's not coming from an elected official. That's where I have a problem with it. I I don't know. I'm I'm. I don't. I don't understand. I mean, they're the, the the people who, whether they're elected or appointed, are doing the job that they're supposed to do, even if it's the wrong result. You know, right? But I just don't know how you make a you state a directive that overwhelms what the governor's directive is. Well, let's put it like this: the, if the, the Mavs are not pushing to sell out the stadium, they're pushing to follow the rules. The rules are that you can social distance, and you have four hundred thirty-five fans. Everybody sits six feet apart. Okay, and so you would not be breaking the state of Montana rules as outlined by the governor if you were to have baseball in Missoula. I totally right. agree with that, but that doesn't mean that you can't say no. We still in Missoula don't feel good about this at the county level for whatever reason. Like if the national speed limit is like seventy five or eighty five, or I don't even think it exists. I don't even think there is one. But it used to be like the national speed limit was like seventy five miles an hour or whatever. But a state could come in and go, well, okay, that's fine, but no, we're going to go sixty five. They couldn't go in and say, no, no, we're going to do 85. So what the Mavs couldn't do is say, well, we don't care about the directive of the governor. We're going to have a packed stadium, and we don't care about social distancing. That wouldn't be allowed from a governor standpoint. Right. But having further restriction is. But I am agree. I, I do agree in this sense. Why? Because it seems like at this point that 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 this can happen safely and should be able to happen safely. Here too, as as it is in, in in every other county that has a team, you know already, and I don't know why that I don't know why that is. There's just a lot of overreach going on right now, and I think it's making a lot of people very mad. Not because of the actual consequences of the overreach, but because of the inconsistencies of what's happening. Right. I mean, yeah, to have it to not to have it be here and nowhere else. Exactly. I get you. I hear you. It's Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Nonetheless, a game that wasn't going to be in Missoula anyway is being played in Helena 
between the Senators and the Mavericks, and this makes me happy. And when we get a score on this thing, hey, guess what? Listen to SportsCenter tomorrow. We'll actually have a baseball score for you. It's going to be very exciting. We're thrilled about this around here. So Prep Extra segment is brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmers State Bank open for business. They've been open the whole time, but now you can actually go inside physically to the lobbies, protective devices, great sanitation stations, keep you and uh, their employees safe. You can also go online, farmersebank.com. Michael Jordan did it. Now Tom Brady's got to do it, right? Everybody pile on. Ride the gravy train next. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house, and I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short, everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana, Shoto Shout Out Original Alpine Touch, and It's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to alpinetouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. If you missed anything in the show, you can check it out on the podcast. The Tell Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate that. The podcast available thanks to Alpine Touch and our friends over at Blackfoot. Coulter, man, I got so many things to talk about on this. Okay. Announced today, at least I was made aware of this today, uh, a new nine-part, notably not ten, one one part less than the last dance, a nine-part series, which makes sense in the as you'll hear, of Tom Brady. It's called The Man in the Arena, Tom Brady. It's a documentary series with Tom Brady that is going to chronicle his nine runs to Super Bowls. I don't know if they're going to do this from the first week to the Super Bowl or if it's just going to be the playoffs or maybe just the game. I don't know, but it's going to be clearly focused on him. You know, the last dance was obviously centered around Michael Jordan, but it was the auspices, what it was the 98 Bulls, right? That team, and they certainly did a bunch. This is Tom Brady, is it? Tom Brady, okay? Nine Super Bowls that he's been to uh, and played in, six wins, three losses, 
and they're going to do uh, uh, this series on this. Now, my first question is, are you into this? Like, when you hear this, that this is going to be happy, is this something where you're going, oh, man, I'm, I am looking forward to this? No. Why not? Because I don't like Tom Brady. Not only do I not like Tom Brady, I don't like Tom Brady to do anything besides play football. Everything else, if Tom Brady did anything but play football, or if he only played football, I should say, I would like him. But here's my question. I don't like what, his speaking. What else has he ever done other than that in my like press conference? Just be alive? <laughs> Gelled his hair? Wore dumb clothes? Did corny ads in magazines? Buried a supermodel? Oh, yes. Spoke? Yes, yes. All of these things. Just, just crimes. Crimes across the board. Michael Jordan is an undeniable alpha dog. I knew it was going to be funny listening to him talk. I don't have any anticipation that listening to Todd Brady talk will be anything but annoying. I, I actually tend to agree with you. Michael Jordan's that. arrogance is also funny because it, it, he's so he is such a he's so absolute about it. He's so absolute about it, but he's always he's always getting you. He always has a line for everybody. I think that's why he was disarming while also still straight talking smack to your face all the time. Tom Brady doesn't have that. He has this weird thing. I don't. I mean, who knows? We haven't seen as much interpersonal interaction rea- interaction with him. But the way he comes off in the media, the way he comes off in press conferences and things like that, he's obviously an incredibly driven and competitive person, no question. But I also think that he lacks the the social spark. He doesn't have that charisma. He doesn't have that. He has charisma in other ways, obviously, because of all that he's, he's accomplished and because of how pretty he looks. Beautiful, man. But that's the whole thing. I don't like pretty boys. And that's the why Tom Brady's always driven me crazy. You like me. You're so far from a pretty boy. What? Uh, the thing <laughs> I can't wait, to, I'm going to ask you the same question on Tuesday. Okay. After the match. Because this, this honestly, this this golf thing that's happening this weekend is the first, like, elongated, uncut setting in which we will presumably hear and watch Tom Brady just be Tom Brady. Right. Not the football player, not the in front of the camera doing this. Now, of course, he's on camera. Of course, he's going to be minding his P's and Q's and so on. But, like, when he walks out on, on the Tonight Show or whatever it is and hammers home the beer in a half a second, no one saw that coming, right? Like, I was like, well, really? Tom Brady? He's got that kind of thing going on. And I'm not saying... I mean, well, it was staged, though. That was what made it lack authenticity, right? Well, of course it was staged. I mean, they had a beer for him. So, yes, it was staged. But he but did you only it. do that if people think you're a nerd and you're trying to prove that you're not. I mean, I don't know. Let me tell you something. I can't do it. You know? And all, it it's surprising. You don't sit here and go... Oh, yeah, Tom Brady in his million-dollar jeans is just going to drain a Bud Light in a quarter second, right? And then you go, okay, wow. Now, I'm not saying I expect too many big surprises. Well, he was surprises. probably thirsty. It was probably the first beer he's had in 20 oh, years. for crying out loud. I don't think that the beers are part of TB12. He's eating he's eating roots and cranberries. That's right. Ginseng, maca root. Red wine. Uh, <laughs> is that part of TB12? Here's the other thing I want to Do you know. think Tom Brady drinks... I mean, I don't think so. A little bit. I don't think so. I'm sure he drinks a very nice bottle of red when he has the opportunity. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I, I do think that's an interesting thing though because LeBron James has yeah. has gone all in on on drinking, not like drinking crazy amount, but he's a very he's a wine guy. He's always oh, yeah. posting. I mean, a lot of it's a promotional thing, but yeah. He'll be when they're on the road. He always has an Instagram of him, you know, taking a bath with a glass of wine, or you know, I'm I'm sitting on my balcony enjoying I also my have wine. Instagrams of me in the bath with some wine. Do you have an Instagram? I do. Huh. 
I don't know what it, I don't know what the handle is on it, but yeah. I've got one. And, this is uh, why social media is so weird, right? Because and why it, would I ever want to follow you? Because I see you and your whole life all the time, right? But you haven't seen me in the tub with wine yet, and that mm, is that's mm. going to take it to the next. Well, level. I'd rather see that than Tom Brady in any form. What of kind of tub? I mean, I'm, you can get whatever tub he wants, but I mean, I'm six feet tall. My feet are almost touching the ceiling oh, in yeah. my tub. It's so small. It's very. Uh, I love taking a bath. Or a soak or whatever, but I can't do it in this thing. It's just tremendously uncomfortable. And then I also got nowhere to set the box that the wine's in. So it's very hard for me. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I want to know is this, Coulter. Who's going to be the jerk? Tom the, Brady. No, 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 no. Not about this. That's going to come out down the line and go, I need to have a 12-part series. Who's the one who's going to go, oh, you need you nine for Tom, ten for Jordan. I need a dozen episodes to tell my whole grandiose story. Well, it probably would have been Kobe Bryant. He probably would have made it himself, but yeah. RIP. He could have. He could have. Yeah. Here's I'll tell you this. I am looking forward to this. Well, of course. I mean, I'm obviously going to watch it. Tom Brady, I, there's been several athletes in my life where I, I didn't like them from a personality standpoint. I didn't like the organization that they played for. Derek Dieter is a great example of this. Mm. I always thought Jeter was kind of fake, and I also, but I also just deplore the Yankees. Mm-hmm. But by the time Derek Jeter came out on the, the end of his career, I loved Derek Jeter just because I had so much respect for the way that he did. I realized he wasn't fake. This is just how he is. Yep. Philip Rivers, you and I are have had the same experience. I used with, to want yep, to just yep. punch Philip Rivers right in the nose, yep. and and now I'm like, well, you're still doing it. You yep. got, I got a lot of respect for yep. this guy. Yep. Tom Brady, I've actually tried to like because you know that I love legends and legacies Legacy, more yeah, than anything, yeah. and he has the greatest of any quarterback, and I still just can't stand him. I just I find him so abrasive. See, I don't I don't find him abrasive. I do find him nondescript. You know, he's he's yeah, I know, but I think it's because he has a missing link. What do you mean? He's like, got- like Aaron Rodgers is is abrasive, but also it's funny because he's just he's. Got he's, the chip on his shoulder. He's always got an axe to grind and whatever. And and he's just a smack talker. Whereas Tom Brady, it's it seems like he's just robotic. He's not. He doesn't have that human okay, ability. But to let me ask you this: somebody, the, you know who that is? Right. Who you love? Hmm. Tiger. I mean, that is Tiger yeah, to a I, T. I like, uh, but Tiger is just so transcendent to watch. Well, so is Tom Brady. Is he? Yes. Uh. Yes. Anyway, this will to continue. Be continued. To be continued for sure. I uh, we'll see if Tom Brady is going to have anything in the bag for us. Don't worry, it doesn't come out till next year. The man in the arena, Tom Brady, twenty twenty one. Set your DVRs now. Bet you he girls. named it himself. Here's what I will bet: is not going to get the ratings that the Last Dance got. That, especially not if the NFL is going on at that time. Well, let's hope. Okay, it better be. I'm optimistic that it will be. Boys and girls, thanks for being with us today. 22 hours. We'll see you tomorrow. Two Till and One is ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.